tap into your most original thinking, organize your ideas, and create the opportunities to launch your creative work. Unlocking your world of creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator, Mark Stinson. Welcome back, friends, to our podcast, Unlocking Your World of Creativity. And today we're punching our creative passports in Charlotte, North Carolina. And we're talking with my friend, Manny Lai. Manny, welcome to the show. Thank you. You know, it's a pleasure uh, to be referred to as a creative. Uh, I was at a local restaurant uh, getting my lunch and the cashier said I look like an artist and a creative. So I'll, I'll, that's the second time I heard that in a day. So uh, I there took that go. as a compliment and I'll take what you said as a compliment yeah, as well. You got to embrace it. Well, I think Manny says this because uh, in a career, he's a senior IT professional transformation, you know, digital transformation at a large Fortune 500 company as a VP of automation strategy. We'll talk a little bit about that. But now he's also expanding and leveraging his creativity into a startup making uh, very nutritious energy bars. And so both of these industries, certainly Manny, require a lot of your creativity, don't they? Definitely. I think the kinds of people who succeed uh, in uh, the career of automation, I, I specialize in a really niche field called robotic process automation. And I think that the kinds of people who succeed at this kind of career are the people who are able to think outside the box and come up with solutions that other people have not come up with before. And this really lends itself to uh, my my evening gig, which is uh, manufacturing energy bars and delivering healthy food uh, to people all, all across America uh, through my startup called Heaven's Pantry. I've always been a creative person. Uh, ever since I was young, I was always looking for a more efficient way to do things. I think Bill Gates said something. Bill Gates said that the best kind of person to hire is someone who's lazy because the lazy person will find a shortcut and a faster way to get to that desired <laughs> goal. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not advocating slacking off. I, you know, I, I definitely put in 80 hours a week on average when you, once you balance uh, those two, those two uh, positions. But I, but I will say there's something to be said about looking for the optimal route. And that's something that requires a lot of creativity. It does. Well, and you mentioned this phrase, thinking out of the box. I mean, it's something we say almost every day, right? But I think about sometimes your IT strategy. You know, there is kind of a black box. Hey, nobody knows how it works outside of the IT group. You know, there is this kind of, hey, just do your magic. Make this easier. But I like how in your profile, you've translated that to how can I use IT or how can I use automation or strategy to improve the customer experience, to make their lives easier, to streamline processes. What is your view of how to think outside of the box in order to improve those experiences? So I think the number one reason why people switch companies uh, when they're a formerly loyal customer is poor customer service. And I think that an obsession with the customer is what it takes to succeed in the CPG industry or, or professional services as well. I did a stint in professional services. I was a consultant at a, one of the top four consulting firms in the world. And what our executive management always stressed was that you have to listen to the customer and the customers don't go to you because you're the lowest cost because uh, when you're when, when you're billing a few hundred dollars an hour, uh, you know these these customers aren't looking for 
the cheapest uh, solution provider. There were tons of there was there was tons of solution providers who were able to do the same exact thing for probably three four times cheaper. But here but here's the kicker. I still believed in the value of the work that we did because at the end of the day, there, even though there are cheaper options, you won't have someone who's as attentive to the deliverable. You won't have someone who's as um, invested in giving your client a positive outcome. And I think in terms of customer experience, that is why people switch brands. When I go to a McDonald's, um, you know, when I, when I was in university, I lived very cheaply. Actually, to this day, I still live pretty cheaply, but I live a hell, a hell lot healthier now. But uh, when, when I was in university, when I saw a McDonald's, right, let me ask you a question. When you see the, the a McDonald's sign, what do you expect out of that brand? Yeah, you have that consistency, don't you? You expect yes. uh, the same at every store. Yes, you ex- you expect a standard of quality. It's not going to blow your mind, but it's really efficient. Number one, speed. Okay, the order always comes out on time. Number two, the order always comes out the same exact way. If I if I have French fries at a you know Charlotte, North Carolina at a McDonald's, it's going to taste the exact same as my hometown in New Jersey, and it's going to taste the exact same as my. Uh, as in the town that I went to school at in Pennsylvania. All three states, I had McDonald's, French fries, chicken nuggets. They all taste the exact same. And then the price as well. When I see a McDonald's sign, I know that I'm not going to blow my bank accounts. Uh, So branding is of utmost importance and customer service is as well. The things I did to tweak my customer experience using technology is that uh, I leverage the heck out of automation. And... A lot of people think that automation is a negative thing. Um, a lot of people associate automation uh, with, you know, with impersonalized service. Mm-hmm. No, I actually, I actually think automation allows me to provide more personalized service. And here's why. When I design a process workflow from start to end, whether it's at my day job or whether it's for Heaven's Pantry, when I design these workflows, I map out a process from front to end so I get a holistic understanding of what's going on. And from there, I can outline which parts are actually adding value to the customer, which parts are rote and repetitive. I circle the rote and repetitive aspects of customer service, and I automate them. This allows me more time because at the end of the day, yes, I I have no problem working more hours, but there's only 24 hours a day. uh, And I... I do believe that I still need six to seven hours of sleep every day if I want to stay functional as a human being. And uh, there just comes a certain point where you can't scale up by working more hours. So what can we do? We can work more efficiently with the limited time that we have. And if we spend all our time in the day working on value-added activity, I win because I get to work on the things that I care about instead of a monotonous paperwork and uh, really rote and repetitive tasks. And my customers win because they're getting more personalized attention. I love it. Well, all this talk about CPG, I have to think about your own personal brand. I, I see a packaging, your profile, your picture, your outside presentation has evolved. It sounds like, but you've still Definitely. got the same core values. I look at your LinkedIn profile. It's the very corporate kind of photo. I look at the Heaven's Pantry and it's it's the Manny I know and love in this uh, conversation. How Thank has you. that evolved for you? So I believe in authenticity. I believe that wherever I go, 
there's a few values that I will never compromise. Number one, the many that you see in corporate America and the many that you see in Heaven's Pantry, both versions of Manny are very catered towards ethics and integrity. One thing that I never compromised on in my whole career, you know, I've lost out on big bonuses for it before. I've lost out, um, you know, on short-term gain, but I gained so much more in the long run when people trust, when people respect me. I have always made it a mission. Uh, I view my employer uh, as a as a client of mine. Um, they pay me. I provide a good service, and I will go above and beyond to make sure that they get their money's worth many times over. Uh, when my customers give me a dollar or buy a box of chocolate energy bars for me, I make sure that I will go to great lengths to ensure that it's a profitable transaction for them, and it's also a benefit for the customer when they buy our bars as well. I go to great lengths to go in their stores, do demos, and make sure that the customers are getting aware of the brand. So the Manny in corporate America, the Manny in uh, Heaven's Pantry is the same Manny when it comes to prioritizing the interests of the customer before my own. So that is one principle I would never compromise on. Even though it's portray- even though in corporate America, I dress a little bit more corporate I style my hair a little bit more corporate You know, I might speak a little bit, I might speak a, a little bit more eloquently. At the end of the day, you're getting the same inner person over and over again. It's just about how I dress and present myself on the outside. The inside is the exact same. Mm-hmm. So it's very, it's very interesting how you brought that up because uh, one of the things that I disliked about corporate America is that oftentimes uh, people have a preconception of what a, you know, what a senior leader should look like. People have a preconception of, uh, of what you should act, behave like. I personally think that's, you know, I've interviewed many people in the past before, and I always, you know, made it a point to look past the outer appearance. But I also understand that by presenting myself in a certain way by by dressing up in a you know in a professional manner uh it it gives my clients more confidence in my abilities as well in the corporate world that's that's why i do that when i when i dress down when i wear my hair down when i speak like a hippie because at the end of the day i kind of am a free-thinking hippie like uh i never lost that streak about me that is what the customers of heaven's pantry vibe with and if I had to pick which self is more congruent with my natural self, definitely this one. <laughs> definitely this one. Yeah, but, I think you that's the energy vibe. Well, yeah, I love but that's that. not. But that's not to say I'm like a like a different person. I'm just no. Well, and this is why I was interested. I mean, the inside is the same, and and I'm curious. I mean, on this podcast, we are the world of creativity, and I often yeah. explore the sort of cultural and maybe your own family history how that influenced, uh, you're, you're a child of uh, Taiwanese immigrants. And I was curious how yes, those cultural influences in your family background might have uh, led you to where you are today. So I was very fortunate to have my upbringing. Ever since I was young, I saw my parents put in extra hours at work. I was always taught like, you know, you get your, there's nothing wrong with, you know, enjoying the fruits of your labor. There is nothing wrong with, you know, um, with, with kicking back, relaxing, but you got to make sure you fulfill your obligations towards society first. So uh, from a young age, I was taught, hey, you do your homework first 
and then you play video games. Nothing wrong with playing video games. Nothing wrong with with playing outside. But you gotta do your homework first. And uh, you know, I I think a lot of times like we take it for granted how good life is in America. And I don't think America is a perfect country by any means. I think America is a very flawed country. Uh, but but in the, in the grand scheme of things, we still have a lot of privileges. We have a lot of luxuries uh, that uh, a, a lot of this world doesn't have. And uh, my parents always made it clear that like growing up in a first world country, not to say Taiwan's not a first world country either, because uh, Taiwan actually does a lot of things better than that the United States does, especially healthcare. Now, by saying that, I'll probably I'll probably be deemed unpatriotic. I'll never be able to run for public office, but that's okay. I, I, I don't no- think anybody's going to put in the comments. Healthcare is our number one. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't think you've offended anyone here. <laughs> the good thing is that since I speak my mind, uh, you know, I'm not fit to run for public office. Well, there you that's go. A- I, I'm yeah. pretty sure I won't pass the background check either. So uh, we've yeah. got that in common. Well, let's yeah. take off a springboard from your comment on doing the homework and think now about your business and the Excalibur bars and Heaven's Pantry, the company. When you said do your homework first, you know, and then we'll have some fun. And certainly you're having fun with the company. But what was the homework you felt you had to do before you launched the brand and the company? Well, the homework that I had to do before I launched the brand is that uh, I think before you enter into any venture, before you engage in any project, same thing with my, same thing with my uh, corporate life as well. And I made this very clear uh, with people who I mentored, people who I trained. Every time you do something, it comes at a cost. So I view every bit of effort I expand, expand into any project as a upfront investment. Is there going to be a return on your investment? Because sometimes we are not defined just by the things we do. Sometimes we are defined by the things that we choose not to do. When I started Heaven's Pantry uh, with my good friend uh, Rob, I I noticed that there was a lack of healthy energy bar options in the market. And energy and is the lifeblood of our existence. You know, you're talking to me. I I probably seem like a pretty energetic person. Um, and there's there's many reasons for that. Number one, I'm a huge proponent of living a healthy lifestyle with a good diet. So if you put fuel, if you care about the fuel that you put in your in your car, you should care more about the fuel that you put in your own body. I designed the Excalibur uh, as a healthy energy bar that provides you a sustainable source of energy um, that doesn't lead to a midday crash. And I noticed that there was this gap in the market. I will never enter a market when I, you know, when I notice that there's already a product that fits that need. Number one, it's a waste of my time. And number two, uh, it, it's a waste of my customers' time as well. I'm not in this to make a million dollars. I'm in this uh, because I think there's a genuine need that that needs to be fulfilled uh, in this market. If I truly cared about money, I'd probably focus a little bit more on my corporate job because that's, you know, like, a big, big, because I think that's in, in the short run, that's a lot more lucrative uh, with a lot less, with a hell lot less risk as well. But I think the customers deserve this. I think the customers deserve this product. So when I formulated the Excalibur, I wanted only six natural ingredients that you can feel good about putting in your body. Those six natural ingredients keep people powered up, 
they keep people wired up and they keep people productive. I used to work uh, 70 hours a week just at my day job alone uh, back when I was working in, in the world of uh, consulting. I lived off of caffeine. I got addicted to nitro cold brew. Uh, if you ever had that from Starbucks, there's a reason why they don't make them in the uh, venti size. There, you'll probably get <laughs> a lot. Of, you'll probably get. Yeah, you'll, you'll probably get heart palpitations. I'm sure they don't want to be responsible in case you, uh, you know, your heart just keeps thumping and, and like you know you overdose in caffeine. Yeah. But uh, but but yeah, I used to chug nitro cold brews to keep myself awake, and then I noticed something. I noticed that I would crash. Okay, I would crash around maybe I don't know midday, maybe like two, three o'clock. I would need to take another one to keep myself up to eleven. But by eleven o'clock, uh, when I drive home, like get, get home at maybe twelve, I couldn't fall asleep anymore, and I had to be up at seven or eight the next day to you know commute to my client. And I realized, hey, this is this isn't working. This is simply not working. But uh. My buddy Rob and I, we came up with this bar over here. And back and back then, this Excalibur bar actually was not professionally packaged. It was actually hand cuts. And we used to sell them at the local farmer's market. But the beautiful thing about that bar was that when I started eating those bars, I was able to not have to chug two cups of coffee every single day. I was able to... I was able to keep myself mentally alert without that dreaded caffeine crash. And to anyone who's, you know, working late hours, chugging a lot of coffee, um, you know, give me a, give me a holler. I will give you a free box of Excalibars to try out. If you think that, you know, if, if you, if you think that it's, if, if you like it, I'll give you a special discount code as well. Perfect. Well, we'll put that in the show notes and I'll get that contact in a minute. I love as a branding guy, Excalibur. Uh, let's talk about the uh, origin and the story behind that brand name. Definitely. So I'm a huge nerd. I think you can probably tell by now. Uh, <laughs> most people in the uh, IT d- industry definitely yeah, are. I, I, didn't, the- I didn't want to you know, go with the stereotype, but I kind of, you, you mentioned video games and you mentioned IT. I put those two and two together. But, 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 but the stereotypes and <laughs> the, the day stereotypes are based off of aggregates. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't like to stereotype because people, I like to view people as individuals, but like, uh, like what, what, stereotypes are based on heuristics and what a heuristic is, uh, is making educated guesses based off of uh, limited data. And that actually mm-hmm. works. That's actually really important in the world of marketing, which I would love to get into later as well. But, but, uh, but yeah, video games, it definitely a high candidate for uh, being on the, on the nerdy or on the, on the geekier side. <laughs> so number one, I think the, I think the whole world of medieval knights was something that always fascinated me ever since I was a kid. It's, it was medieval knights. It was space exploration it's it was a uh, biology and uh, extending the human lifespan and also dinosaurs those are the four things that growing up i was absolutely obsessed with and to this day when people like i i have i have good friends in the medical industry and they always ask me like hey how the heck do you know so many weird like you know fa- fancy terms and i you know i, I told them like well i'm i'm an 
I, I grew up like reading, like I, I grew up reading this stuff. Like I'm not going to say I'm a, you know, like you definitely beat me in terms of depth and breadth of knowledge, but like that was something that I simply loved reading about. So that, that was a big part of my childhood, but I think knights are known for their boldness and their integrity. Uh, when I think of a knight, I think of a solid powerhouse, someone who's able to uh, stand up for the, the little guy. So I, I think of someone who's always striving to do the right thing, number one. And number two, I think of energy. If So our, our motto is food fit for a king. Uh, and I, I, really, I, really, I really do think by the way, uh, dates used to actually be eaten by nobility to give them energy. And uh, that, that's one of the reasons why we incorporated that as one of our primary ingredients. So the Excalibur name came from um, the Excalibur name came from this whole medieval theme. And this is the sword that will help you fight your battles throughout the day. I love that story. Well, Manny, tell us where we could get that sample. And uh, first of all, how to connect with you and learn more about you, the work, and the, the company. Definitely. So you can follow us on uh, Instagram.com slash Heaven's Pantry. Uh, you can keep up with us on, uh, you know, heavenspantryllc.com. And additionally, if you want a whole box, and I really think you will eat these up so quick, go on Amazon.com. Search for Heaven's Pantry Chocolate Excalibur and type in HP Street 20 for 20% off your first order. Fantastic. Like I said, we'll put that link in the show notes. Well, Manny, one of the things that we talk about here is connections to Definitely. launch the work and to grow the creativity and get it out into the world. Are you looking for any connections? What, what sort of uh, new resources and connections have you out to seek? I'm always looking to connect with people. Uh, I frequently go into stores just to hand out free samples. I frequently go to, you know, um, local intramural events so I can advertise and uh, give food to, you know, free bars to active people. Uh, and I, I had people, they had their first bar and they literally buy on the spot because they love the product. And I always tell people, look, this is, this is my product. I'm trying to share with you. If you like it, great. Like we would love for you to buy a box. If you don't like it, like, uh, you know, then you don't like it. Like I, I, th I think it's at the end of the day, we're not meant for everyone. Uh, I think this actually tastes absolutely delicious. I would describe it as a brownie in a wrapper, uh, but it's definitely meant for the more, it's not meant for the kind of guy who sits in his house all day, uh, you know, doesn't do much, uh, doesn't go outside, doesn't, you know, uh, doesn't think a lot. Uh, it's not meant for a couch potato. But if you're an adventurer, if you're wandering the world, if you're, you know, if you're thinking deeply, this might be the fuel source for you. So I'm always looking to, number one, uh, connect with athletes. I think athletes are a huge part of our brand marketing strategy. I recently sponsored a CrossFitter who was uh, in the, I think he was just this close to making nationals. So, uh, so he, he, he's also based out of Charlotte, North Carolina. His name's Taylor Self, incredible guy. Uh, secondly, 
I also sponsor video game players as well. Being a former competitive uh, Super Smash Brothers player, uh, I was once top top 50 in the state of New Jersey. And uh, I, I, even though I don't compete anymore because the demands of the game have gotten really high as, you know, as the level of technical skill has just skyrocketed, it's really hard to keep up while working two jobs at once. But my way of staying connected with the community is by sponsoring players. And that's, that's an oftentimes overlooked group of people. Um, people think, oh, gamers, they're, they're all basement dwellers who, you know, eat potato chips all day. <laughs> but I've talked to these gamers and they're, you know, like, I've competed in tournaments before. It's an eight-hour grind, okay? It is an eight-hour grind uh, if you're making it far in the bracket. And, you know, you, you want something healthy to sustain yourself. So I've sponsored, uh, you know, high-level video game players as well. And then thirdly, I'm looking to connect with, uh, you know, personal trainers, you know, nutritionists, dietitians, anyone trying to make other people more healthy because, because uh, hey, I want to be a part of their movement. And then lastly, I want to connect with people who are in the uh, food industry, whether you're a distributor or a local mom and pop uh, grocer who, or, or a niche uh, health food store who wants to provide healthier snacks and products to you know, the people in your city. There is nothing I like uh, more than talking to a fellow small business owner. I like making them succeed. I will go to great lengths to ensure that their bars sell. I love it. Well, Manny, I hope we facilitated a few of those uh, connections today. What a great conversation. I've really enjoyed it. I mean, Mark, Mark, <laughs> I, 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 I want to well, say it's an uh, absolute after honor. After you've given me a knighthood in a rapper, I'll take the Mr. Stinson. But other than that, it's Mark. I dubbed the <laughs> Sir Stinson. <laughs> Very good. Well, my guest has been Manny Lai. He's a senior IT professional, large Fortune 500 company, but we've also been talking about his managing partner role in a startup making uh, very healthy and nutritious energy bars. It's been such a great conversation, Manny. Thanks so much. Hey, once again, thank you for your time. And uh, if you ever need another guy uh, to come back and speak about a different topic, I'd love to do it. Well, we'll be around. Well, we talked about delivering delight for customers. We've talked about innovating and creating and executing. We've talked about managing our time creatively. We, we've really covered the gamut here today with my guest, Manny Live. So listeners, come back again. We'll continue these conversations with creatives in all fields, all over the world, to find out what inspires them, how they organize their ideas, and most of all, how they gain the confidence and the connections to launch their work out into the world. So until next time, I'm Mark Stenson, and we're unlocking your world of creativity. See you soon. Unlocking your world of creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator, Mark Stinson. This program was produced by BSB Media, creators of IntelliKey Leadership Stories, Unlocking Your World of Creativity, and ThePeaceRoom.Love. We've created a special offer just for listeners of the podcast. You can get the book, A World of Creativity, for a special price of $5.98 for paperback. And the Kindle version is only 99 cents. Go to mark-stinson.com to take advantage of this special offer.